want to show a video clip at this time. This is a video clip of a person saying the words that maybe one of the disciples may have said back at this time. Okay, let me get this out of the way. I didn't steal that donkey, okay? I, I borrowed it. And, and it wasn't even my idea. Jesus told me to take it, to, to, to borrow it, right? Um, okay, this is, this is how it happened. Um, earlier today, there was a large group of us, and we were traveling from Bethany to Jerusalem. We stopped just outside the city, and Jesus looked at two of us, and he said there was an unridden donkey just inside the village and asked us to go get it. He said, if anybody, you know, asked us about it, we could just look at him and say, the Lord needs it and he'll send it back. So the two of us beat it into town. And the whole time we were like, what is Jesus going to do with a donkey, right? But by this point, we realized you don't second guess Jesus, right? He hadn't told us why and we didn't ask. We just got him a donkey. And when we got back, <laughs> that's... Uh, that's what it, uh, that's what it happened. Um, some people put their coats on the donkey and Jesus got on the donkey and, um, <laughs> when he got on the donkey, <sighs> I don't know, it's like, um, Everyone started shouting and dancing and singing, and um, some people were throwing their coats in front of the donkey. There, there was there was uh, some of us that grabbed some palm branches and we started waving them in the air, and that's when it clicked. Jesus had finally arrived. And, um, I know that sounds weird. That's it. no, it's it's like this. Um, in the past, we would get excited because Jesus would do something, a miracle, or he there would be some parable or something he said. We'd get excited about it. And Jesus would always be like, shh, come on, guys. No, 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 no. Just be quiet, you know. And then we'd come up with some idea. Hey, let's do this or let's do that. And Jesus would, would be like, no, guys, no, not, not now. Not now. But today... Today was now. Today, he finally let us shout and sing and dance and treat him like the Messiah that we'd all been waiting for. He finally showed up. <laughs> ah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what tomorrow holds. Um, it feels like it's something big, but who knows, you know? But it doesn't matter what happens. Because Jesus showed up. And there, <laughs> there's nothing better than when Jesus shows up. <laughs> something happens. <laughs> when Jesus shows up. Something always happens. That's something else I was going to read today, but that's going to be another day. Um, 
another story, another testimony. But if you will, turn in your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 21. Chapter 21. Today we celebrate the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. We call it Palm Sunday. I want to speak to you today about this time, this time here. I've chosen Matthew for um, just a couple of reasons here. But it's in other Gospels as well. Mark and uh, Mark 11 and uh, Luke 19 and John chapter 12. But we're going to read out of Matthew 21. And if I were to title this lesson today or this message as the last words in that video clip, there's nothing better than when Jesus shows up. There's nothing better than when Jesus shows up. In Matthew 21 and verse 1, And they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethpage unto the Mount of Olives and then sent Jesus to disciples saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied, and a colt with her, and loose them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say and ought unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. And all this was done that might be fulfilled that which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, my king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and the colt, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put them their clothes upon they, and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches from the trees, and they strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? <clears throat> and the multitude said, This, this is Jesus. This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth, of Galilee. Stop reading right there. Um, during this, this week, in this Passover time, Jerusalem would be filled and just packed with Jews from all directions, traveling into be together to celebrate as a nation that Passover when their ancestors were held captivity and they were oppressed and Pharaoh had oppressed them and held them so long but there came a time when the Lord spoke and he said 
I want you all that are my family, my children, I want you to go in your homes tonight and I want you to sacrifice a lamb. And I want you to put the blood of the lamb that you sacrificed over the top frame of your door. That when the angel comes tonight of death, he will pass over you. So like to go there today, but we, there's so much to be said and so much to be, could be preached today, but, uh, that's going to play a part in our message. So the people had gathered. It was during this time that they would gather in and, and they had been told and <clears throat> from years before saying that quite possibly it's during this time that when the king our Messiah will come and reveal himself and will relieve us from the oppression of Rome. So during this time, as they were in there and, and the Jews well outnumbered all the Roman citizens, it was during this time that uh, Pilate, he would gather all of his military might and he would gather all of his chariots of armor and he would gather all of his armies, if you will, just like today, if we see maybe in North Korea or Russia, uh, where we see all the armors, uh, uh, soldiers there walking in unison, and we see all the tanks mile after mile, and we showing the, and you know what they're doing? They're doing this because that one in military power, uh, that one in here's, this case is Pilate, is showing all the Jews uh, that were under this Roman oppression, he was showing them the power that he had. And he had put it all together, reminding them, should they decide to take any revolt of all the people that had come into Jerusalem during this time, he was letting them know who had power. <laughs> so he would have a great parade, if you will. And he no doubt would come into that parade on the finest of black stallions, and he would ride into uh, the city of Jerusalem and letting all the Jews know I'm the one in charge here. Simply letting them know, I am the one in charge here. So it was all during this time that he created this parade, if you will. But then on the other side of town, then on the other side of town, is in our scripture reading today, Jesus told a couple of his disciples, I want you to go and I want you to go, it was about two miles. I want you to go into the city, into Jerusalem. I want you to go in and, and you're going to go in and just as you enter in, you're going to find a donkey, colt. And you're going to find the foal of an ass. And I want you to bring them. And I want you to bring them back. And, and if you go in to get them, and if anybody says anything, just says the master has need of them. And he'll return them immediately. May I tell you, in that day and time, a, a, a donkey, not only a donkey, but her foal, okay? A donkey was very expensive. A donkey was expensive today like we would place the price on a new automobile because the donkey was their beast of burden. A donkey was their mode of travel. A donkey they used in every aspect of their life. Something that they valued greatly. And yet... To have someone say, the master's in need of this. 
My friend, when the master comes and says he's in need of something in your life, would you be like the person to simply loose them and let them go? We need to realize the importance of that and realize how much it was because when we get to this point, we see history and we see prophecy being fulfilled over in the book of Zechariah. I want to read verse 8 and 9 and we'll get to 9 and meaning this. And in verse 8 in chapter 9 of Zechariah, 500 years before this day, tell me that God doesn't know what's going on right now in your life. Tell me that He doesn't know of the turmoil. Tell me that He doesn't know everything about you. Tell me that He doesn't. And I will remind you that 500 years before this day takes place, Jesus, through prophet Isaiah, prophet, or Zechariah, prophesies it. And He says this, and I will encamp about mine house because of the army, because of them that passes by, what I said, and because of him that returneth. And no oppressor shall pass through them anymore. For now they have seen with mine eyes. Verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass. And listen, upon the colt, the foal of an ass. Do you hear that? Why well, I said I wanted to read out of Matthew's writing. He tells about not only the donkey, but the donkey's colt, the foal of it as well. Jesus is that in tune to what's happening uh, that he let Zechariah pronounce that over 500 years earlier than this. And my friend, I want to tell you something. Things happen when Jesus shows up. And that was a great showing up that day. And listen to that. You have one, you have uh, the great prey to Pilate there, uh, showing his uh, oppression there. And he was showing people that he wanted them to gather in unity of fear of him. But yet Jesus showed up. And he was showing people that he wanted them to gather together as well in unity, but in the peace that he would bring. So the people saw this. No longer did they have to fear like the ancestors did with Pharaoh. Because why? He was coming to be the sacrificial lamb that they would no longer have to go into the high priest each and every day. On beyond this chapter, you'll see in the temple there, it had become so much so that when the people gathered in and they would be using it more so than selling the doves or, or selling a lamb or selling, it had become a money pit right in the very temple because they knew the people coming would need a sacrifice. So they became and they made it a den of fees, if you will, through all the merchandising that was going on at this time. Jesus talks about that in the next chapter. He cleanses the temple. But anyway, that was the next day. But think about it at this time as he goes in. What a difference Jesus makes when he shows up. My friend, what a difference the Lord Jesus makes when He shows up in our lives. 
What a difference he makes when Jesus shows up in your home. You know what? If he's in your life, he ought to be in your home. Would he? Should he not? And if he's in your life, he ought to be in your home. And if he's in your home, I guess what? He can be with you in your church. And it ought to be that whenever you assemble together in the house of the Lord, that Jesus shows up. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, a part of the Trinity of God, and dwells within the believer, and he shows up. Why? Because he walks with me, Brother Dave. He talks with me. He is living and dwelling within me. And listen here, we need to let the world know that it's different. Things change when Jesus shows up. No doubt. I'm going to tell you something here today. Every time that something took place in the Scripture, let me just share a few of them here today. I remember there was a man who was blind, and he couldn't see at all. But I want to tell you something. Jesus showed up, and guess what? The man received his sight along shore. Short. There was a man who could not walk. and had been laid by the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. He was lame there, and he had no one to help him into the pool. But guess what? Jesus showed up up and he said rise I'll take up thy bed and walk and guess what he walked out of there uh, there was a man when Jesus showed up uh, there was a woman who came to Jesus uh, my friend she had had an illness in her body over 12 years and she spent all that she had uh, going to every doctor she could uh, but one day uh, Jesus showed up and guess what uh, he said uh, listen go thy way your faith hath made you whole uh, listen here things happen when Jesus shows we need to understand that today. Things were going to change here on this Palm Sunday. Why? Because Jesus had shown up. Well, let me give you just one more. Oh, those Jesus showing up thing. Maybe two. I don't know. Well, let me give you another one. Oh, there was a man and his name was Lazarus. And probably Lazarus, Jesus had been some time in Mary and Martha and Lazarus' house here. And during this time, that's where they lived. Oh, but listen here, there was a man whose name was Lazarus and he got very sick. And the call come out to Jesus. And they thought Jesus was late because he died. But Jesus showed up four days later. And guess what? When Jesus showed up, he said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus, come forth out of the tomb, my friend. And he said, loose him and let him go. I want to tell you something today, church. When Jesus shows up, there's a great change that will take place. I remember a time in my life, I was a young boy, about 10, 11 years old, and it was a Saturday night, and the preacher was preaching, and there came from that night, all of a sudden, something happened on me. All of a sudden, I, I felt like I was the only one in the church house that night, and all of a sudden, I felt like I couldn't hide behind, that's what I used to do, I couldn't hide behind the person in front of me any longer. It's like the preacher spoke directly to me. Well, guess what? There's something happened that night because Jesus showed up. Jesus showed up and he let me know. He let me know that I needed that sacrifice. I needed the Savior. I needed to have that gift of eternal life. My friend, I'm here to tell you, I'm so glad that Jesus showed up. I'm so glad that he showed up in my life. And guess what? <laughs> He's been there ever since. Guess why? 
He's been there ever since. Oh, listen here. We might say, well, listen, I've had a hard time. I'm going through a dark time in my life. And where is God? I want to tell you, he's a very present help in the time of trouble. But he'll show up just at the right time. When the disciples were out there on the sea there in the boat there that Jesus told them to go to. And the storm came in the fourth watch of the night, the darkest part of the night. Guess what? Jesus showed up. I'm here to tell you today, my friend, we need to rejoice in the fact that he is always in on time. And when Jesus shows up, things happen. Listen, that day when Jesus showed up, well, the people were ready for something to change. They'd been oppressed way too long. They were ready for a change to take place. May I tell you today, I believe with all of my heart today that Jesus has showed up here and you might be here today, no doubt, and you realizing within your heart and life that there is a change that needs to take place. Well, guess what? Jesus has shown up. Jesus has shown up, and are you ready for the change that needs to take place? They were crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, meaning, Lord, save us, save us now, as they cried up, <coughs> cried out, Hosanna, Hosanna. Think about it. Like you said on the clip, think about during the past three years, as he called his disciples, he would be sitting and he would be teaching people and he would relate a parable unto them and it would just excite him so much that they would want to go tell somebody. And he'd say, no, guys, no, not now, not now, not now, not my time. Or maybe when, as I spoke about these ones, that he spoke and they were healed amongst the many others. Maybe it was during that time when he saw them come to see Lame to walk and all the, maybe it was then when they got so excited they wanted to go and tell Jesus, hey guys, hey guys, not now, not, it's not time, it's not time. Oh, how would you bottle that up inside? How can you contain it? But today was different. Many of them had just seen a great parade and they'd just seen Pilate, the governor, the person of authority, Ride on his stallion to show his might. Yet their long-awaited king, the Messiah, he had come. He began to quote a part of that Zechariah verse there. As you go on and read that, that's what it says. As he began to quote that, no doubt he was reminding them what they had heard, what they had realized, and what they had said. Because they had been there all through these times. Every year when they'd gather together, they would come and they would sing the psalms and the praises. And those psalms they would sing. It's in Psalms 113 through 118. That's what they would recite and sing and lift up praise to God. But today was different. Today was different. Today came Jesus riding on the donkey. The coal following, the coat following. Today was different. He had said it would happen 500 years earlier, and guess what? It was happening just like he said. Writing in. No doubt they were beginning to think, wow, that'll be the last time we have to watch one of Pilate's parades. 
That'll be the last time we have to hear about His strength and His power. That'll be the last time we have to oh, fall under His subjection. That'll be the last time we have to feel the oppression uh, that Pilate is putting upon us. They thought, they thought that Jesus was coming to set up His kingdom. They thought that He was the long-awaited Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one in the Old Testament, the Messiah, the anointed they thought that he was the Christ, the anointed one. They were right. But he didn't come the way they wanted him to come. Do you ever have a time or a trial in your life or a prayer in your life and it's not being answered the way that you feel it needs to be answered? Or maybe God's not answered. Listen, God's not going to answer your prayer the way you think it ought to be answered. All right? If he'd have done that, Jesus would have set up his kingdom back then and we wouldn't have had what we have today that we're going to see a little later on. So he set up as he rode upon this colt and they come into the city and as they came into the city they realized how important it was. The people began to sing and to rejoice. Can you imagine the disciples as it said who had been said for the last three years, you hold it down, guy. <laughs> Can you imagine, Nick? Hey, <laughs> raise your head. Shout out praises to hallelujah. Sing and rejoice. My time is here. He didn't tell him to quiet down then. Why? Because the triumphant king had come, the one that they had been waiting for. Home Sunday had taken place. They thought that he would come. They thought that he would come as a conquering king when he actually was coming as a sacrificial lamb. John says in his scriptures, listen, to John says this. And the next day in John chapter 1, verse 29, and the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, Behold means, hey, stop what you're doing, okay? Look at this. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Did you hear that? Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me cometh a man who is preferred before me, for he has come before me. My friend, Jesus had come to be that lamb, that sacrificial lamb. Remember what I said that night there in Egypt when God had spoke to Moses and he told the people to sacrifice the lamb because the blood had to be applied because if the blood wasn't applied, death was coming. Death was sure. My friend, that hasn't changed. That hasn't changed. You see, Jesus became that sacrificial lamb. They thought that he would set up his kingdom, and yet what they would see in the next few days would turn their stomachs, would cause them to rebel, so much so that they were mixed in with the crowd and said, crucify him, because they had been built up so much for this to be their king. And yet they see him being beaten, battered, as you heard in your Sunday school lesson today. 
They seem basically looking unrecognizable. This surely isn't him. He would have stood up. He would have showed his power. He showed his power. He truly showed his power. He does not show his power, Jim, the way you want him to or I want him to. He does not do that because my ways aren't his ways, right? His thoughts are higher than the heavens are from the earth. And you might say, well, God, why didn't you do it like this? Or why? Because you are not God. But what you need to remember from this, the lamb was sacrificed on a cross. And because of that, my friend, the blood can cleanse us and wash us whiter than snow. Isaiah said, come now, let us reason together, saith you, Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. I'm going to tell you something today. When you understand the fact that Jesus, if, if for no other reason, and don't take this wrongfully, if for no other reason, if a person could tell me that over 500 years prior to this in history, that this day would come when he would ride into Jerusalem on a colt, and in the fall of an ass there would follow when he would ride in in such a manner as this, my friend, to show you, he knows what's going on. The blood was shed, as I said there on the doorpost, when the death angel came. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Thank you, Brother Eugene, by the way. I didn't ask you. May I tell you today, if you're here, you may be looking for the king. Well, I'm going to tell you, the king is coming whether you're looking for him or not. The king is going to come whether you're prepared to meet him or not. My friend, whether you're in the church, in this building doesn't mean you're prepared to meet the king. The five wise and the five foolish, they all slumbered and slept. But when the call came up, they said, give us of your oil for our lamps have gone out. What I'm telling you here today, you might falsely profess that you know Jesus as your King and your Lord and Savior. But when He comes, He knows who the blood has been applied to. When He comes, He knows where the blood has been applied. So where does that leave you today? That leaves you with the fact that you need a Savior. That you need this King. You see, they were looking for this king to come, and Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. They were looking for him to shut it up right then and there. <laughs> it's coming. They had it the way they thought it would be. A lot of people today are living their lives the way they think is all right, the way they think it should be. When Jesus comes, my friend, I want to tell you something. I can speak for myself only. When he sees the blood, <laughs> he's going to know me as one of his own. Say this in closing. Every morning and every evening during this time, the priest would take these sacrifices and he would offer them and he would take a lamb every morning and every evening into the temple and he would sacrifice the lamb and pray over the sins 
that the people had brought unto him. Jesus became our sacrificial lamb. That veil was rent, was tore apart. There is no need for anyone any longer to go to anyone else but Jesus Christ for their forgiveness, for that blood to be applied. And now, it's time to ask yourself, do you need a Savior? Has the blood been applied? The blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Can you say, yes, that's happened in my life? May I tell you, I know that I know, right? That I know that I know. Someone said, I'm going to put that on your tombstone. You say it so much. I know that I know that I know. If you don't know, you have enough to author confusion. My friend, I'm asking you here right now today. Maybe that's the re very reason. I don't know. That's why I said maybe. That's the very reason why God has got you setting where you're setting. He's wanting you to know the blood is still available today. We're here today, and you need Jesus Christ as your Savior. Say, I just don't know what to do, how to do, what to do. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I didn't either. I didn't either. All I know to do is I just felt the need, and I came forward, and I got down upon my knees, and I started praying out to God. Prayer is just talking with God. I can't tell you exactly what I said, but somewhere in it was, Lord, save me. I need to be saved. And may I tell you, when I got up, <laughs> it was evident that Jesus had showed up. Things were different. What about you? Stay. Uh, anyone else have a word before we dismiss? If not, we want you to prayerfully, prayerfully. All through this coming week, Lord willing, prayerfully consider the steps of Jesus. I noticed that the children's church, or children's class, on the bulletin board in front as you come in, they've got telling you what happened in each day of the week, okay? Uh, prayerfully consider the steps that Jesus took. At this day, I start stay starting with Palm Sunday. We can start there, but it went a long time before that, right? But uh, look to that and realize that he did it all because he loves you. He did it all. He died on the cross because he wanted to make a way of escape. He wanted to relieve the oppression that Satan had, like Pharaoh and Herod and Pilate. He wanted to relieve that oppression from you as well. I'm done preaching. Nothing else? Thank you for being here today. God bless you. I'm so glad you're here. God bless you, brother. Appreciate that. Dismiss us, Roger, in prayer, will you?